Welcome to episode 87 of the Movie City Maniacs. On tonight's episode, our Alfred Hitchcock director's spotlight begins with Spellbound from 1945. Talking about Spellbound. S-P-E-L-L-B-O-U-N-D. Spellbound. Spellbound. We're all Spellbound. Spellbound. Welcome, everyone, to the Movie City Maniacs. I'm Kyle. I'm Maddie. I guess I'm Adam. Yeah. And that was our uh, copyright song for Spellbound. Well, that was actually the overture, wasn't it? Yeah. (laughs) It won won the Oscar. The intro that makes the movie like three hours long. Exactly. Uh, but yes, if you listen to our previous show, we did uh, cover lots of uh, Hitchcock, but nothing on this one. So we're going to kind of go back to the beginning. We're going to start out with Spellbound uh, from 45. Then we're going to follow up with Notorious, Rope, and finish it off with Rear Windows to kind of get in two bigger titles. And then, you know, kind of mm. starting off with, although these are kind of big titles as well, no? Notorious would be the second biggest yeah, yeah. out of these these four. Yeah, probably. I got to admit, this is my first time seeing both these movies. Oh, so yeah. I'm pretty excited about it, it. Is this for both of you? Yeah, this is uh, my first time for Spellbound and Notorious. I have seen oh, wow. Rope and Rear Window, though. So. Awesome. Yeah, me, yeah, Notorious and Spellbound I haven't checked out, so I'm pretty excited about chatting. Yeah, I've been, I've been trying to go through this year, starting back to at least the ones that I have. I don't have all mm-hmm. his titles on Blu-ray, but going back and watching them. Some of them, you know, revisiting my ratings went up quite a bit. And then, yeah, checking out a lot of new ones. So this mm-hmm. kind of works out for me because I'm getting to throw in two new ones here. So, yeah, I'm, pr- I'm pretty excited to talk about them. I mean, Hitchcock... Let's be honest, for the most part, you can't go wrong. I mean, I've hit a snag or two. I have learned he is just like a master of working with shadows. Like, I think that's why these movies are great. The uh, actual plot, cool, don't get me wrong, but like these two movies, I really noticed how great he actually, he's like a master with a camera. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, there's so many visual tricks that he, I I think that's what I appreciate. Yeah, that's why this movie just blew me away. Like, there is so many great, just clippets of scenes that just sticks with you. Like, I've been thinking about this movie for like, Three days now, and I watched it three days ago. Interesting, like, yeah. Well, well, we'll definitely we'll yeah. get into it. I guess before we do get into uh, Spellbound, though, we should uh, we haven't done this in a while. What we've been watching? Uh, what, what did you guys watch? I watched Heather's. I was trying to watch uh, Heather's during October. You guys oh, said, Heather's. "Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. not horror." What a slick movie, man! Like, Unbelievable, it is eh? so good, and like the acting, the actual like dialogue between these characters, like this movie is paved the way for a lot of these interesting movies that came out in the 90s and even like the early odds. And I don't know if they ever really got the same sort of almost hyper-realism yeah. plus uh, like absurdity. It, and It's and, insane. Like, and, and its own very, like mm-hmm. it's got its own oh, she's lingo. she's so very. And yeah. even like they're all named Heather, which is kind of awesome. Awesome, like, yeah. I was wondering why they call it Heather's. Like maybe that's are like you guys, uh, You guys are talking nice. about the TV series, right? 
No, the movie. Oh. Well, yeah. There's a TV series? <laughs> I didn't know that was yeah. a TV series. Yeah, I think it lasted like a season. Uh, can you give me your best the Christian Slater impression? Were you really good at that, Rod? No, I can't. You got one? No. I, 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 was, I was trying to work on it all week. I'm so terrible. Like, greetings and salutations. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm giving this like eight... eight uh, Hitchcock's what about what do we do now? Eight uh, <laughs> eight stars? Yeah, I can't believe eight, I eight, eight Cox. Eight Cox, yeah. Is it Shannon is Shannon Do- Doherty in that one? Yeah, she's well, one or? of the other um Heathers. I've actually never seen that movie. That's a no, that's a big one for me that I, I haven't seen either. I was thinking about this. I'm kind of uh, upset that I haven't seen this earlier. I, I know it, I would have loved it, this in my twenties. Like this, I would have the, the, the plot kind of turns me off. It, it's I think like it's awesome. Them getting mad and going on a shooting spree. Like it's just too oh, real. No, no, it's not oh, that. It's, and it's, it's not real at all. It's, okay. It's yeah. I've heard it's kind of a it black comedy. I just, uh, yeah. yeah, there's like realism in terms of like how kind of clicks work. Yeah. In, in high school, but that's there's no realism it. in the story. That the story it. is so heightened it's, and un- uh, unbelievable. It's just ridiculous. It's like watching Clone High. <laughs> it, it is. I yeah. I mean, I've, I've only uh, yeah. the Anchor Bay Blu-ray for like I think fuck yeah, since you, it came you, out you five check ten it years out. ago. It's so awesome. I, I, it was the same thing. I hadn't watched it mm. until earlier this year as well. Yeah, it seemed like something you would like dig in your twenties, like like be obsessed with in your twenties. You can friends would say very all the time. Yeah, fuck me gently with a chainsaw. What a great or, line. Or even <laughs> or even high school. Like, yeah, yeah. It's uh, we missed out. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I would have given it probably uh, eight for re- eight point re- five. Regrets, I think. I've had a few. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, well on on our Shocktober series, we ended with uh, my final movie of the the month was uh, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. So I wanted mm-hmm. to watch. I guess on the on the Blu-ray they put on a a feature length doc called uh, Two Macabre: The Making of Elvira, Mistress of the Dark from 2018. So I uh, dove into that. It's kind of, it's, it was kind of fun, but kind of your mm-hmm. standard uh, making of. Yeah. I don't know. When I watch these making, I want to see the, the productions that were shit and like I want to hear the dirt on yeah. this person was snorting cocaine and these people didn't get along. And this movie, there wasn't a lot of that. Like it sounded, I mean, there was money, trouble, did stuff like that. Did they but... interview Elvira or did they interview Cassandra Peters? Cassandra Peterson, yeah, is uh, she's not she's not a makeup no, but the big reveal was though Vincent Price they were actually trying to get to be the Uncle Vinny the evil oh, yeah? uncle which would have been I awesome. mean the, the, the guy and it's fine and stuff yeah. but Vincent Price would have added that you know mm. extra so that's kind of sad that I guess they don't know if it was like uh, they don't th- they mentioned it could have been money I don't think it would have been money then yeah. um, it was probably uh, he might time. have been like older and well he was still doing stuff yeah. it was probably that he would just was on another production yeah. the other big reveal was the uh, the hunk in it was uh, Brad Pitt actually uh, auditioned for it and they were gonna cast him but the problem was he was like too young and good looking uh, and Elvira's like yeah like I would be jumping this dude if, <laughs> he is too good if he's looking cast. yeah that was literally the reason he was too good looking so but yeah nothing too big mm. I'm gonna give it six out of ten like it's it's yeah. fine it's just to me it's like I, I love feature length making of movies but Sometimes it almost feels like they're doing that so they can put that on the Blu-ray, even if they mm-hmm. don't have the story of talent. This one, again, there there was interesting stuff, but I don't know. I, I kind of expected more, I guess. I wanted to hear more dirt. You want to hear the uh, the, the gossip, the hot goss? Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, again, still kind of cool. What did you end up watching? Uh, I watched Borat, subsequent movie film. I am curious. How is this? I, yeah, I want to watch it. I just haven't got to it. Oh, it's great. I've heard like <laughs> uh, they couldn't keep doing what Borat was, so they kind of had to like, shift focus a touch. Yeah, like... He can't be Borat in the street yeah. with pretty well anyone. There's a few Borat scenes, like, you know, he's his daughter is kind of smuggles her way over here. His daughter... I heard she's a standout she, of this. 
kills it. She's yeah. so freaking good. She's doing things that you're like, oh my god, how how is this person putting themselves in this situation? Yeah. But Borat still gets like at one point he's trying to buy a cage for his daughter, and the guy <laughs> is there, and he's like you know, asking about how he can trap her and stuff in, <laughs> into this cage and will these bars hold up or whatever. And he's not, doesn't know his Borat. And, and I, I he's guess. T- telling him about everything. Yeah. He doesn't know who his Borat. Yeah. Uh, but it's definitely less Borat because that he's do, having to do other disguises yeah. as Borat. So he's still usually doing the oh, voice. Oh, so he's like, uh, he's a, playing a character or playing a character. Yes. That's actually kind of good. Um, so I, I don't think it is as successful as Who is America have uh, yeah that's the HBO number yeah which was incredible his his, his series incredible the shit that he I got haven't away with seen it that. but like that's one like he uh, he ousted who was it uh, Palin and like he really gave her the gears it never aired that one oh okay so that one actually isn't in there I think they did something and they were like this is stupid yeah but he's got like you know he got one of the I think he was uh, was he the governor or was he. I can't remember somewhere in Georgia, and he basically got this counselor or governor like thrown out of office. Oh wow! Shit he was doing. There's a million great sketches there. The, the Borat. I, I think the the weakness for me is the story. They try to push this storyline yeah. between the father and daughter getting together. I don't care. I just want all the setups. Yeah. I'm gonna give it seven point five. Did you love the first? Yeah, Borat? I did love okay. the first See, one. I, I I really liked it, but I I don't know if I. I don't know. Maybe it's like before I said scene, I already had heard all the jokes from friends. Yeah, and that, that was a problem with this movie. It's kind of like, like the, the Napoleon Dynamite syndrome where, like, you everybody's my wife. my wife. I, I didn't see it for maybe three years after it was hip until it like i was just like fuck i don't i don't yeah. want to see this I, everybody's doing these fucking voices and then when i saw it i was blown away by the shit that he was doing yeah yeah i almost i like what you said i almost feel like you don't need the the, the story to keep it moving i would almost enjoy more of like a jackass style film where it's just various him going in disguises and fucking with people who is america is that yeah the show mm-hmm. there's no through line uh, not all of the sketches work as well because he's doing so many more of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, but even some of the Borat one, I think there's one where he's like going in a supermarket and asking like, what's this? And he's like, cheese. What's this? Cheese. What's this? Cheese. <laughs> like, it, it, and I don't think it's in the, in the movie. And it's fucking amazing. That is oh. awesome. So probably the original one I would be giving it, I would have given an eight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to rewatch it, I think, mm-hmm. uh, soon no, this one i don't know if i'll rewatch it yeah. anytime soon but worth checking out though cool. yeah I, like especially this year yeah, yeah. it's very else? timely like you should yeah. probably watch yeah, it yeah. So, now i watched uh vfw the uh oh, oh yeah joe B- bagels yeah yeah if that's how you pronounce his name he did uh almost human mind's eye bliss recently um this is uh it's very kind of 80s john carpenter-esque but uh, I feel like it's it's better than a lot of those movies that are trying to like homage to them. Like I feel like it feels like just a movie that is an eighty style film. It doesn't feel like it's trying to homage everything. It's doing kind of its own thing. Yeah, it has a great look. The score is really great. The gore is insane. But the plot is pretty much um, that this young girl she sees like there's like these punk punkers, eighties kind of, punkers, yeah, punks, and they they uh, deal the drugs to all these 
people so they're surrounded by all these Do, does the drugs have a great name like nuke or like it is uh, something Roxy? i think i think it does but yeah. anyways he convinces the one girl to jump off the and kill herself just to get his kicks off so her younger sister finds her and wants revenge on the punkers so she goes and steals from their vault their remaining supply of drugs and ends up running into the vfw which i guess is like a veterans type bar mm. and in there you have like Stephen lang william sadler uh, Michael Cove, who is um, you'd recognize from the Karate Kid movies, he was like the lead bad guy of the Cobra oh, Kai. Nice. Uh, David Patrick Kelly, who was the lead villain in Warriors, like Warriors, yeah. come out, and play. come out and play, yay! Uh, George Went, of course, of Cheers fame, and Fred the Williamson. Fame. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's just all them, and they uh, they're all like former veterans. And then there's a young soldier that happens to just be there. He just got home from the war, and uh, they're going to protect uh, this this young girl from these all the punks coming after them. It's just that there's that's pretty much the plot. There's not much to it. It's them trying to get through in various ways, and these guys setting up traps and defending themselves. That sounds awesome. And violence. Um, I don't know. I I liked it. I liked it quite a bit, but I didn't love it. And I feel it's the same problem I have with all his films. Like there's something missing. And I don't know what it is. It's just like every, you know, the score is awesome. The yeah. violence is awesome. But there's something that's missing that makes me go like, wow, I love that movie. Right. It's just kind of like one of those movies you throw on. It, it's kind of fun. Some of the dialogue and even acting is. Not the best. Yeah. It's like sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's kind of cringeworthy. Sometimes it almost feels like they're just ab living for like mm-hmm. five minutes. Like, I, I don't know how Adam would feel about the film. I could see <laughs> Just not being down with like the acting and the and the dialogue and, and stuff, because um, you're not a guy that is going to get excited about a movie just because it has had exploding for an hour and a half, are you? Not for an hour and a half. Usually, you need, usually you need a little bit more uh, to film. But who knows? I, I'd be curious what you guys think. I mean, you might appreciate it. at least it looks. Yeah, this was. Good was I was. This was something I was hoping for. Shocktober. Yeah, and I didn't get to. Yeah, me, me too. I, I mean, I think you guys should definitely watch it. I think we should, you know, because who knows? It might make. I maybe mm. I could see Maddie loving it. Um, but I'm going to still give it seven out of ten. Okay. Um, but yeah, there, like I said, I don't know what it is. There's just something missing that makes it special it's kind of like i feel like maybe i've i've seen this before there's nothing that like wow i haven't seen that before other than you know there's a lot of cool gore and violence and stuff and it's fun just seeing all these old actors i was thinking too though like i wish you they would have had maybe a bigger budget i would have like loved to see this movie it's kind of like what the expendables you what you want the expendables to be in a sense that like where it's kind of like 80s style and gritty and a cool score and violent but at the same time i kind of like as cool as it is to see Stephen Lang and William Sadler, I would have loved like Mel Gibson and yeah. you know maybe some more of these guys that I kind of grew up with, like '80s action guys. I would have loved to see Mel Gibson smashing heads in with his feet and shit like that. Him and Dolph Lundgren, um, yeah. Adam, did you watch anything else or? Um, I guess I can uh, talk about Fantasy Island. Oh, yeah. <laughs> how was it? Another 2020. It's in my list. I was going to watch it for Shocktoberfest. Top just, ten. I can it tell. Just looks terrible. It's it's something. Okay. Something terrible. Okay. Uh, I don't need to talk about it at all. It's yeah. going to be the worst thing I watch all year. Okay. Is it, a, is it at least a cool concept? Like, no? Kind of, but also as it goes along, it leans in that concept. You're like, no, this is something you fucking yeah. stoners in college would think is cool. Yeah. Like, like, it sucks on so many levels. It's one of those movies mm. I kind of read and I was like, that could kind of work. And then yeah. you saw the trailer and then you're like, ah, oh, that looks the like garbage. The trailer looks like garbage. Yeah. They've got one now on, on Prime that yeah. just kind of like, Gives a little bit like I want to you're beat, up, beat up my high school bully. And they like, don't show any it. of that yeah. on the on the newest one. Okay, so the newest one was just like your fantasies will be, and but you have to see them to the end. And then there's like yeah. some cutaway shots, and it's like 
Okay. 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 Like that. Maybe that. Mm. And that, then we were like, well, instead of like searching for two hours. Let's just pop this on and see what happens. And, and it's a 2020, so yeah. maybe I'd w- want. And it, fuck, it was awful. It yeah. would have been the worst thing I watched in Shocktober. Well, that's good because best of the year, we always need the worst of the year. So yeah. this is the reigning. <laughs> so this is going to be two. Two. All right. Wow. <laughs> yeah, not even worth checking out, eh? No, um, I, I I would not recommend <laughs> you wasting your time. There's nothing. I kind of I I'm was curious, tattoo but... anywhere in this movie or no? No, and they got Kim Coates, who's awesome, <laughs> doing a fucking ridiculous over the top. I don't know what accident uh, it is, but it doesn't matter. I'm like, yes, more of this shit. Yeah, everybody that's like funny normally is bad in this. Uh, who's the other guy? Mike Penna. Uh, the, um, yeah, Michael Pena. I don't know if I like that guy. Yeah, I was thinking that. I don't think he's been in anything I like. No, like he's, he's always in like those. He's in the Marvel films. He's bad in those. Like yeah. he always seems like he's a guy that like I think like I he's, saw him something yeah, initially and was like he could has, has he's potential. He's him and Dak Shepard in the same boat yeah, for me. Like, yeah. I don't know what they've so done. They the, I just know their name. They got they got the like low rent Dak Shepard in this. They've got yeah. Ryan Hannon. Wait, the low rent isn't Dak Shepard already <laughs> they, the low rent? So yeah. this is what is the homeless man's homeless man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, um, so it, the guy that was on Party Down uh, and Veronica Mars. Uh, anyways, he's yeah. in this. They got the one dude. Oh, the nerdy guy from Silicon no, Valley. Martin no, Star- Martin Starr is. Yeah. I was gonna say, I like him, yeah. but the, not the, and not the lead from. Oh, the, like the kind of the, the swoopy haired dude. Oh, okay. the guy that you wanted to be in in your twenties. Yeah. So like the lead of Party Down. No, no, no that's Adam he's, Scott. He was like yeah. the actor. The, yeah, the actor dude. I don't remember. Yeah, he he, he had Party hair down. exactly like you in like high Party school. Party down, by the way, no, holds I, I, the fuck. Yeah. I have yeah, it. it. I have the um, I have the series on DVD. I haven't um, watched. Who's oh, that? While, but... uh, Ken Marino is mm. insane in that show. Insane. <laughs> he is so good. The Steve Gutenberg episode. Oh, so good. there is like one line that I think is like better than anything I've ever seen in a sitcom. I was like, hey, look me up in like five years. Like, are you gonna see me? You're gonna be a millionaire because I guess I went to one of these, one of these like a million dollar plate things, like a pyramid scheme. He's like, the only way I'm going to look you up. If you get really creative in how you carry yourself, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that great line. You guys are talking about the pretty boy from Party Down with the yeah, blonde. yeah. He's like, I'm looking at the cast. He's the only guy that didn't really go on anything. Yeah, yeah. everyone else like pretty hey, had a pretty party down. Career. Oh yeah, Fantasy Island. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, let's not talk. Wait, yeah, yeah time. It's it. that's yeah. it. So that's all <laughs> I wanted to talk about. Uh, I watched one more that kind of fits uh, this episode. Actually, Spellbound, uh, Secret Beyond the Door from 1947. This is a noir, the Fritz Lang, movie. yeah, Fritz Lang. It's a, I guess, a modern updating the Bluebeard story, but um, yeah, it stars Joan Benet, who I guess she did like a bunch of friend- Joan Bennett. Oh, Joan yeah, Bennett. she used to date Bob Dylan. Yeah, it's actually it, she's okay. she's not French; she's just American. Okay, yeah. well that's why you're here because I don't know how to pronounce French. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she, I guess she did a bunch of Fritz Wang noirs, but she also did Dark did you Shadows. Say Fritz Wang. Fritz Wang's can't talk today. She was she did all yeah, the blue you, movies you in know, the forties. Juan Benes, <laughs> the Bluebeard, Fritz Wang, Bluebeard uh, porno. Yeah. Um, but I guess the reason I know her is she was um, uh, Madame Sus- Suspiria Blank, Blank. Suspiria, which is weird because mm. she has the exact same voice that she has as an old woman in this. And I, like the whole time, I just could not picture her as not an old person. Like she's young oh, in this, yeah. but it's just so weird. Like the whole time you see her as an old woman, it's like it was the weirdest experience. I've never had that before. It's like you have the exact same voice. She's also the lead like, in Scarlet Street and yeah, Women in the of, Window. Yeah, which did, are fantastic. I think noirs. she did four with uh, Fritz Fritz Lang. I, I've, I think I've only seen those those two of okay. his. And then it also has Michael Redgrave, who from uh, Hitchcock's Lady, Lady Vanishes, Vanishes and, and he's in Dead the Innocence. 
in a sense, yeah, in the Dead of Night, he's the in the mannequin story. So it's got a good cast, but I guess pretty pretty much her brother dies. Um, she's really close to him. She's upset. She's uh, possibly like just because she's going to get married to her her lawyer friend, I believe. Just. Mm-hmm to do something in her life. But he's like, you know what? You should think it over. Go on vacation. And while she's on vacation, she kind of sees this mysterious red grave and they immediately have this like connection and she gets married like whatever, a couple days later while on vacation. Um, and he, he seems, I don't know, there, there's something kind of... Off? Well, there's something, you, you know there's some kind of secrets he's got. But she ends up showing up at his house and finding out that this guy was married before that she didn't tell him and he has a kid. And the kid's like, you know, hates him and believes that he murdered his mother. And then there's, you know, there's the um, the loyal secretary whose face is all disfigured from a fire and she's kind of got secrets too. And then he mentioned earlier that he does like these rooms to the detail. Um, it's like, you know, you go into that room and it's, you, you, you're pretty much, you you live that memory or whatever, and she finds out that what it, each room is actually based on like a famous murder. So in his house, he's done every room, oh. which is kind of fascinating to the detail. Mm. Like if you know if they left the blouse, if the the bottle was tipped over, like every little detail that he's copied, he's brought stuff in from from the, the country. And then there's one room that is locked that uh, she's not allowed to enter. So. Um, and she also starts believing that maybe he's going to murder her and maybe he murdered his wife. So, yeah, it's an interesting thrill. It, it actually, a lot of people compare it to Spellbound because it has where he has this... Uh, Amnesia? Yeah, he has some something from his past that is still haunting him and maybe the re- reason behind what he's doing. And it also has a Rebecca, comparisons to Rebecca. Obviously, I mean, I, I didn't love Rebecca, but it you know, that is a much better production values and whatnot. But I do say, I like this one. My problem with Rebecca is I never believed that that couple, why she would fall in love with that guy because he's kind of a jerk from the beginning. Whereas this one, you kind of see it. Like you kind of see that magic that's there at the beginning. But yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I do feel it, it felt a little long. Like it takes a while to get going and like all those rooms and stuff are cool. I like the mystery of them trying to figure out what's in the door. But I do kind of feel like when it all ends you're kind of like oh that's kind of really silly the whole reasoning behind everything it's kind of like it's almost laughable silly so i'm I'm gonna go six and a half out of ten like i think it's definitely worth a watch there's a lot of things to like about i mean it's fritz lang so it's pretty expertly directed and there's a lot of things to like about it but that ending just kind of (laughs) how how much of uh, fritz lang have you seen so far I haven't really like I haven't even seen oh I've seen The Big Heat which I loved but I haven't seen like Metropolis and M I haven't seen his other noirs which I I think I picked I have Ministry of Evil which or Ministry of Fear which I picked up from yeah. Criterion I feel like I might even have some of his other films possibly but yeah I haven't seen them just The Big Heat is is the one for me that I, I totally loved yeah great movie but this one was just kind of Again, this was good. I'm glad I have it, but I think it's it, this is one I haven't seen, but it's it's usually I think seen as um kind of second rate. He had to make yeah. a lot of movies to keep working and yeah. keep making money. Like he he was not like an A-list guy at that point in yeah. his career. It's almost like retroactively people have just seen how talented he was. I did read like it seemed like a lot of the reviews even back then did say like this is kind of going back to his roots like the just the style of shooting and the look of it going back to the you know the the Metropolis and M uh style. So a lot of people appreciated the visuals but yeah again it's it's that ending that is just so laughable why it's all happening you're kind of right. like oh that's kind of dumb but yeah I don't know I I um 
may have had some of those issues with the film we're going to talk about today as well. So we'll. Well, uh, yeah, that might. Get into it. Is that, uh, I guess, is that it? Should we jump into Spellbound? Yeah. Do you guys want to play a game before we get into it? Sure. All right. All right. So I, um, I figure you're the uh, Hitchcock expert, Adam. I've uh, seen Hitch like three times, so I'm a really big fan of Hitch. So I'm the uh, Hitch expert around here. So that leaves Will Smith Hitch. Yeah, yeah, I love that movie. So if he likes Hitchcock, I like Hitch. What are you into? <laughs> I'm just kidding. So I have a bunch of like uh, Hitchcock movies here that are either like Hitchcock or Bunk. If it's a real movie or not? Yeah, yeah. I made a bunch okay. of uh, movies that I think might be Hitchcock movies, and I found some obscure Hitchcock movies that they might be the American title or they might just be a French propaganda movies that he's made. So uh, do you want to go first? Sure. Well, um, okay. I'll give you an – oh, not an easy one. Give him the hard um, one to save the easy ones. Uh, bon Voyage. Is a Hitchcock movie. Is it? Yeah. Okay, you're right. It's a French short. Yeah. All right. Kyle, family plot. Yes. Okay. Adam, the impatient patient. No. Okay. <laughs> Kyle, number 13. No. It is. Oh, yeah. I would have got that. Adam, <laughs> the vicious cycle. The vicious cycle. No. Circle. Sorry, the vicious circle. No. No, it's not. <laughs> it was All like... right. Kyle, sabotage. Yeah. Adam, saboteur. Yep. Okay, this is a lot harder. Like, okay, I got another one for you. Kyle, safe conduct. No. You're right. Adam, the glass eye. No. No. Wow, this is, you guys are actually really good at this. Okay. Kyle, always tell your wife. Mm, always tell your wife. Mm, yes. Yes. Adam, when boys leave home. No. It is. It's a U.S. Oh. version of uh, Downhill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the U.S. version. It's the title for. Got it. Oh. Ties it. We're tied now. We're tied, actually. Kyle, the long shot. No. No. Adam, blackmail. Yes. Yes. Kyle. Psycho. Yes. No. Uh, <laughs> I think I can't read my own writing. Malice domestic. Malicious domestic? Yes. No. <laughs> Neither of those titles. Yeah. All right. I, I, I was thinking you were I'm, putting I'm, like I'm domestic going, I'm, version. I'm going way out of line here. Okay. The girl way young. The girl was was young. The girl was young. Yes. <laughs> All right. That's young and innocent. That is young time. and innocent. All right. I'm trying to trip him up. So. Okay. None are so blind. No. No. Yeah, you're right. He looked at me. Yeah. <laughs> I think that is all I have here. Uh, Adam yeah. Took it. Yeah. One point. Uh, it's okay. I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, got yeah, shocked yeah, yeah. over let you have this. Yeah, you listen. <laughs> like, I, I, I even tried tripping you guys up, but yeah. I'm the king of Halloween. You're the king of cock. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, so I found a bunch of like Hitchcock TV shows. <laughs> I just kind of got the titles from them. So yeah, there was like even like that French short Bon Voyage, like that was like a no talking in it. That's a silent number. Cool. Oh, well, right. with that, I haven't seen oh, it. Oh shit! I, I had yeah, I have a really good one here. I was gonna trap you up. Uh, Mary. Yes. Yeah, it's the uh, German version of murder. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, I guess with that, let's uh, throw up the trailer here for Spellbound from 1945, and then we will dive into it. Don't forget this man. 
He has plenty to do with the terrifying mystery that causes this glamorous woman to risk her life and reputation in a reckless experiment. A woman who, because of her consuming love for this man, gambles everything to unlock the fearful secret in his heart. What insidious meaning did he read into the markings on a tablecloth? Why, even when he held his sweetheart in his arms, did he gaze in fear at the dark lines of her robe? These are some of the clues in the motion picture which bears Hollywood's most distinguished mark of quality. told you not to forget this man. He is Alfred Hitchcock, the famous director whom you are not likely to forget after you see Spellbound. psychiatrist protects the identity of an amnesia patient accused of murder while attempting to recover his memory. Yes, that is the plot synopsis for the film we're talking about today, Spellbound. Uh, of course, directed by Alfred Hitchcock, uh, written by Ben Hecht. Ben Hecht, yeah. Uh, who, um, I guess, did a couple other, or he did Notorious as well. Yep. Uh, and then a couple other noirs, uh, Ride the Pink Horse, Kiss of Death, Whirlpool, Scarface, Scarface um, among others. Wait, like, Scarface, like the, the original, uh, the original. Oh, yeah. the original. Uh, Angus McPhail did the uh, adapted the story, who uh, is most famous for Dead and Night. And yeah, this is based uh, loosely on the uh, novel The House of Doctor Edwards by John Palmer, Hillary St. George Saunders. I guess we'll talk about the cast when we get into it. But yeah, it stars yeah. Ingrid Bergman, of course, is the lead as Doctor Constance. How awesome is she in this? Pearson. I love. Her yeah, in I, this. I completely have yeah. fallen in love with yeah. Ingrid Bergman. Bergman. Like yeah. she is. Like she's kind of the whole package. Like she's ridiculously attractive. Yeah, she has that like hotness, but also kind of like girl next door. And yeah. she's like an amazing actress. Yeah, and in both both films that uh, the first two that we are going to talk about in the first two episodes, like she plays very different characters. Too, but I right? think both of them, she's kind of like a strong female yeah. character that kind of kicks ass. She and, might be the uh, oh, that was a strong, but like up there with like as far as strong female characters go. Like what's her name, Constance. Um, What's her name in this? Uh, um, Dr. Constance Peterson. Yeah. She is playing mental gymnastics with all these dudes who keep oh, yeah, talking yeah. down to her. And she is just like. Yeah. yeah the opening scene where yeah. the other fucking lecherous um, yeah. a psychiatrist is is all over in her and she wants nothing to do with them. And she is just like giving these guys the gears just by like uh, outsmarting them constantly. Even that, the 
Okay, we can get. Do you want to get into it? Like right oh, now? Yeah, or? just we'll talk about it as a The yeah. detective who kind of comes when she's looking for uh, the gentleman in the hotel room, mm-hmm. and she just outsmarts him at every play. I, that's a that's a great scene. Yeah. So they're in the hotel room, and this kind of this fucking salesman dude yeah, from Pittsburgh. Some, some dude from Pittsburgh. I love how you know, he's just like saying how great yeah. Pittsburgh is, and, uh, and and everyone there is friendly. Not yeah. like you're in New York. You want to be my friends there, sweetheart? <laughs> but he's like leaning over, yeah. like trying. He's to, just like, basically sits on. Yeah. Him. Um, and, and then, yeah, she, she utilizes the house detective to get out of that situation and then to also find out more information where she Gregory Peck more is, information. is off, uh, running. Is this, um, I'm, I'm assuming Adam has seen a lot of her work. Like I, I've only before this actually only seen her in Casablanca, which mm. I loved her in that too. But have you guys seen a lot of her other work? Like, think, yeah, these two just kind of really. Joan of Arc is a big one. Uh, uh Gaslight. Just, Gaslight is a big one. Yeah. That, I want to pick that one up. She did a, a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde from 41, which I would like to see. I guess fans of our mm-hmm. genre fans may want to see. Um, Under Capricorn, which is another Hitchcock. Hitchcock. And then apparently she did a telefilm from 1959 of Turn of the Screw, which I'd like to uh, check out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she kind of gets shunned from Hollywood at, at a certain point because like she, has, the commie? she has an affair with uh, Roberto Rossellini, who's Isabella Rossellini's uh, father, and she's her mother. And uh, he was married, and I think she was married at the time, uh, and then she has uh, a baby out of wedlock, and it's it's huge scandal, and basically... Uh, there's such an uproar that no one wants to hire him. And also, Rossellini is so protective of her that he won't let her work for anybody else. So she's only doing his neorealist oh. movies. Um, I've, I can't remember the one I've seen. Uh, like, mm-hmm. you know, Rossellini is an amazing director, but mm. um, I think that's why their marriage falls apart eventually. So what, by the time she comes back, uh, she basically almost loses almost a decade out of Hollywood and by that time, she never really gets back and, and, and becomes the main star ever again. Apparently, uh, Gregory Peck revealed, like in the eighties, that him and her were, who were both married at the time, had a bit of a fling during the making of this as well. Mm-hmm. By the sound, the sounds of it, she had quite a few of these. Yeah, uh, Victor I, I Fleming, he, and uh, well, even Hitchcock was claiming, but apparently, no one believes it that <laughs> she was in his room saying, "I'm not going to leave your room until you kiss me" or something. Well, yeah, like his there's party. more explicit stories, yeah. versions of that <laughs> okay. story as well. So, yeah, it's um, it's so weird because she sells the you know the perfect. Yeah, she does, right? She's kind of like that that girl. Like I said, the girl, the hot girl next door librarian or something like that. Like, <laughs> but yeah. you know, she also is able to play. Yeah, what, what's wrong with any of this yeah. in the in 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 the next movie? Yeah, we'll yeah, talk yeah. about. But yeah, so for Hitchcock, he made this was one of his Selznick pic- pictures mm-hmm. and. David O. Selznick, who was the big Gone with the Wind producer, brings him over from England and spends quite a bit of money, but he's now under contract for Hitchcock. And instantly they start making Rebecca and they don't get along. Uh, Selznick is not like a normal producer. He's very hands-on. He's always making notes, always wanting edits. Mm -hmm. And Hitchcock just wants to make his own own movie. So he would often pretend on Rebecca that they were having technical difficulties. <laughs> and then... And then when he would leave, oh, the camera's working again. <laughs> um, and so between that movie and maybe Foreign Correspondent they also made together... I don't think it was... A, 
It was yeah, I think they did. Was it under under Capricorn, wasn't it? Or No, Paradigm Case after Spellbound. But this oh, was yeah. anyways, this was actually I don't think he did four co- correspondent as well. He may have been purchased that. So all that Selznick started doing to fund other projects he had cuz he was losing all this money on these So he did um Spellbound, Rebecca and the Paradigm Case. Which and then Notorious the uh, is is RKO. Yeah, exactly. He sold it uh, at the last he started started as his saboteur. Picture, he it, like he would sell off these these projects of having Hitchcock. Everyone wanted to work with Hitchcock, mm-hmm. and he would just sell them off like cattle. And the same thing with Ingrid Bergman. She was under contract. Uh, Gregory Peck was not Hitchcock's first choice for this movie either, but he was under contract to Selznick. So at that time, there's very few people that are independent. Cary Grant was one of them, but he was very expensive because of that. So originally, he wanted Cary Grant. Yeah. Couldn't, you couldn't get him. Cary Grant also had issues. He was supposedly very difficult to work with and would have major issues with any script and any process, and, and it started early with, with this one. And then he wanted Joseph Cotton yeah. as the lead, and it became Gregory Peck. I will say, I thought Peck did a great job in this. Like He even, like See, uh, when he kind of turns, I found like his shoulders kind of hunched when he kind of went blank. This is, uh, I'm embarrassed to say, other than yeah. The Omen, where he's older, this is my first Gregory Oh, really? Peck. I I didn't love him in this. No, I don't I don't love him I, in this either. I have either. a lot of issues with him and I, I again if this is what I was going by, you know, obviously he's done all these classic Cape yeah. Fear to Kill a Mockingbird. The Hello West is one all these classic movies. Moby Dick is actually one that I have I I'm excited to watch. But yeah, if you told me to watch this and get excited about Gregory Peck, I I don't think I would. <laughs> now, I will say that I like so the original time I saw this movie, my main issue with the film was Gregory Peck. I remember, and then I saw the parodying case around the same time. It was pretty early in my Hitchcock watching. Yeah. I'd seen all the big movies, but these were the first kind of two I went into after that. And I remember kind of thinking, "Fuck, this guy is terrible. I can't stand him because he's really? awful in the parodying case." And the parodying mm-hmm. case is a terrible movie where Hitchcock basically just made to get out. It was the last movie he had to make. It was with a contract fulfiller and needed to get out out from under him. But I did like Peck a little bit more in this mm. than I did uh, the last time. I, I still think he's a, a, he's a huge presence, that voice. I've seen mm. more of his movies. He's incredible in Roman Holiday. He's incredible as Atticus Finch in To Kill a Mockingbird. Well, I know Hitchcock had a problem, I guess, I was reading that he wasn't able to... Like, he could do the emotion inside, but not outside when he needed those facial expressions. They had a lot of problems. Like, he just couldn't give them. I, I guess he he was a guy that wasn't a stage performer, which, which Hitchcock preferred a lot mm. of the time, actors that worked on stage, because then he could cut around them because they were always basically doing the same thing over and over yeah. again. Uh, and Gregory Peck is actually more of a modern type of actor. actor yeah. I was say, even say like, when he plays like the two characters in this, essentially, like, he has plays like JB and uh, Dr. Anthony Edwards, you can definitely tell he is holding himself differently. Yeah. He has different gait in his walk, his shoulders, hunches. And I noticed all changes. of those things uh, this time around yeah. where I was like, okay, he's, he's definitely not as comfortable as he is in some of those other yeah. movies, but he's still, um, like, he still has that. M- movie star ability yeah. to like I will be say like they are the most attractive Hollywood couple like oh, Gregory yeah. Peck and like that yeah they're, she, they're. They, he's described early on with like yeah. this I just remember rugged face or whatever yeah. and you're like yeah, yeah. this guy yeah, she, it, it, this, this is a believable yeah she'd yeah. fall for this guy over these jabronis yeah, yeah of course which kind of uh, going back to Inger Bergman I didn't realize she's not the daughter of Inger Bergman I thought they were related no <laughs> 
This whole time, I thought they were about the same age. Yeah. Okay. Weird. For some reason, I always thought she was a daughter. I mean, I guess I don't know that much about Inger Bergman either. As I know, she might be older than him. Interesting. Um, She is in Autumn Sonata, which is a a Bergman film. So the basic plot, I guess, is this doctor is leaving. He's had some health issues, and a new doctor is coming to take his place. This new doctor comes, and he's this very young doctor. Um, he got some radical theories about uh, amnesia, doesn't he? That's why he wrote the book. Well, he, he yeah, he, what did he write? The, uh, the uh, book on guilt, the guilt complex? Fuck. Yeah. Uh, so he comes in there, and then everybody seems, you know, charmed by this man, but quickly they're they're all sitting around a table and he seems to lose it about some lines that have been drawn that's weird right yeah, yeah. she draws like with a fork on the um the napkin the napkin yeah or the tablecloth tablecloth yeah uh it, yeah it's it's a great visual and a great yeah. great kind of opening scene that you're worried that something's going on um norman lloyd who's in it plays this kind of mental patient that's that's losing in and believes that he's done this terrible Killed thing his father who was in a saboteur and he's He's amazing in Saboteur. Mm-hmm. Norman Lloyd, who's still alive at 106. That's crazy. Oh, he was he was in uh, that the last Apatow Amy Schumer movie. <laughs> crazy. And, uh, not good for it. No. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But you know, nothing gets yeah. cut left on the cutting room floor yeah. there. So he was still in the movie. Yeah. Did he like start dating Amy Schumer in this? Because that would be amazing. That's how he got the part. Yeah. Um, so, but but yeah. So all this leads into you know something is is kind of up with him. Yeah. Uh, she falls in love with him. Almost like there's like this kind of instant love. Of, like they, they go for a walk and there's already well, like... Well, <laughs> pretty, pretty quickly it's, it's happening, but it's also like all the things that she's obsessed about, he is supposed to be the expert on it yeah. and he's mm-hmm. talking about these things quickly mm-hmm. and you can, you can kind of see it happen. And like most... Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, Early yeah, Hollywood yeah. films, the love affair is going to happen pretty quickly because it does can't get hot and heavy. Great scene where like uh, they're kissing and it just shows all these doors of her inhibition just opening, uh, yeah. uh, opening. And I'm like, See, I, what a great moment! I, I, I loved it. Like, I loved no, it. I love that too because yeah. it's just like a big Hitchcock joke. Yeah. Well, I guess I will say I did not love this movie. Oh, no. um, other than I, I liked uh, Saboteur, I liked. Least, but this is probably my second least favorite oh, Hitchcock man. film I've seen. So I, I had a lot of issues with him, and we'll we'll we'll, we'll talk yeah. about yeah. it. I'm also gonna go, but that that scene was a big one for me. Like that scene is which is so cheesy. Like th- this film is so over overly dramatic to like, and I know that this is a film that like if young kids you would put on, this is the film they would say, like, yeah, the acting was so cheesy back then. Like <laughs> the big like overly dramatic score, and they're looking back at each other, and then it gets close to their eyes. And, Hitchcock's- and then the doors open. And it's like oh. I thought that was so. Awesome. Rosa won the Oscar for the score. Mm-hmm. Hitchcock got obsessed with making Notorious and doing some stuff for the war effort in Britain. He wasn't even there for post production. So the first time he saw it, that's this violins come yeah. in when they meet each other, and he was like, Fuck. <laughs> like he yeah. was so disappointed. I also think score sounds wonderful. It's yeah, it, it's great, but it also comes off as like the way it's filmed. I thought that whole and I think there's a lot of moments like that in this film that I I, I, I had issues with. I, I don't know. I I I will also. Um, so I never loved this this movie. It's always been in a, a second tier. It dropped even lower for me. Oh, get out of here! Because I love this movie. <laughs> Absolutely love this movie. Like now, there were so many great scenes. I I didn't know the plot at there all. There are a lot of like great scenes, and mm. the plot device is great. I hate all the mumbo jumbo 
psychoanalysis stuff that they they have these I giant how tacky that was like the dream sequence is so oh, you did you not like the dream good. oh i love the dreams yeah. yeah that's awesome that's um salvador dolly yeah. yeah the dream sequence is amazing there's there's great hitchcock moments they're just standing mm. in line and he's like having a panic attack and they're mm. not trying to be caught and the yeah. tension of just the yeah. line moving up is incredible there mm-hmm. there's there's touches like that everywhere when they go and they but kiss see, before they get on the train yeah. it's hilarious i love the sh- the, the reaction shot mm. of of See, I didn't like that that scene either, though, where they're buying the uh, the train tickets and I he starts like great. he starts uh, having his breakdown. And oh, I love that. Scene. Yeah, I, don't, I I didn't really get any. Um, there wasn't too many suspenseful moments that really worked. What about, like when they were like hanging out me. with the uh, they go to see her friend doctor. I forget the cast name. Advil. No, I, I never really felt much. And the tension officers or are them. sitting there when they go. Oh in yeah, to I talk love to I him. love that yeah. scene. But they didn't. I don't know the the way it was yeah. directed. You never got much impression that these guys might recognize them at all. Oh, like, I, there I don't was know. Oh no, the way yeah. the way it shoots and, and changes mm-hmm. angle, and then they're just staring down at them. Yeah, yeah. And they kind of whisper to each other. Yeah, and, yeah. I, I thought it was great. Also like the scene where he's holding the knife there is amazing See, again, I, I didn't I don't know I didn't yeah. get that anytime he tries to go evil it's just like, yeah this they're gonna be fine nothing's gonna happen I don't no, know I, I, I it didn't like, sell me I had no idea where this movie was going from the get-go and every time it kind of kept moving forward I'm like all right I'm in this like if, if it why wasn't, is he obsessed with this white lines like, if it wasn't for the preposterousness yeah. of, of like the uh, of the whole the crux of psychoanalysis Mm-hmm. And 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 what how what he's going through? I don't buy any of that either. And they spend yeah. a fuckload of time yeah. going over that. But all these set pieces, I still think are Hitchcock. I'll probably also like I'm gonna rewatch Saboteur, so we'll talk about that soon. But I've thought about that more, and like some of these things are just like these are classic Hitchcock like mm-hmm. moves. These are more classic. He's not known for giant set pieces. He's known for like miniature like emotional kind of setups. Yeah, and again, like I've watched, you know, the, the, whatever in the last couple of months, five, maybe six Hitchcock movies, and I don't know that you get a lot of that. And, and don't get me wrong, there's some visual moments in this, like you said. I didn't believe or was ever worried that he was going to do anything when he had the uh, razor blade, but it was well shot the way like it's first person view of the doctor, and then the camera pulls away as he walks by of the close up of the knife. Like that was all well done, well shot. But I didn't, you didn't think like when he was like no. hanging out with the doctor and like he kind of drinks some milk. Then oh, kinda, that, I love that scene. Yeah, I thought it was great. And the doctor's amazing. Yeah, Chekhov's yeah, I, I, I loved him. I loved him. He was great. Even uh, I don't want to give anything away when she goes down. I, I like how I'm defending. This this movie yeah. that I don't even really like that much. When she goes down to check, <laughs> check on him, like you have no idea what he's going to do. Yeah, you know I guess like, they thought they kind of made yeah. it look. I don't know. I just didn't buy any of it. Oh yeah, and maybe it's Peck's acting. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, I wrote down. I just didn't find the suspenseful. I found the suspenseful moments were few and far yeah. between, and none of them really worked for me. I do find too this film is. It, I felt the length of this one. It's almost two hours. I know there's like. There's the intro at the beginning, the which is about, sure, yeah. I think it's four minutes, five minutes. Yeah. 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 And then at the end, there's like, you know, a couple minutes, but it's still, mm. it's pre, it's still, I don't know. I felt the length. It's still like 10, 15 minutes longer I, than I, some I, of the I other I think it's, it's, it's not cut. It's the, it's, it's a laggy script. The script was not worked on em- yeah. enough. You can tell Hitchcock becomes disinterested in this other than these scenes, like mm-hmm. certain scenes, you can tell he's he cared about that dream mm. sequence. Yeah. He cared about them going them the ski scene. Yeah. Like uh, that was that ski scene is one of the worst. I like that I, ski so scene. Do I yeah. That is the worst yeah. scene of like and of a, a film I've seen from the what is this from the forties fifties forties. 
forties. That that scene was so fucking awful. Oh, you didn't with like the it? background. They're they're what like has anyone seen? Have the, none of these guys went skiing? <laughs> they're not even moving their arms. They're just like perfectly standing straight as the background moves beside them. They just kind of look at each I, other. I think yeah. you're oh. gonna not like many Hitchcock movies. Oh, that was atrocious. He, but the thing is, he, uh, Gregory Peck is just kind of staring at her intently. Yeah. Like yeah, uh, it was atrocious. Yeah, like the, the, it's the back and forth. No. Who cares yeah. about what they're doing? Yeah, I, oh, I was actually awful. like. I was tense in that situation. No, I I'd, I'd felt no yeah. suspense. I was like, ugh. Are we uh, getting into spoilers now or no? Like, because there's well, no, one I, scene no, I, 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 yeah, I want we'll to just talk about. At yeah. the end, I think. Okay, because there's one scene well, I want to um, talk about that I loved. Like, this is worth the price of admission, this one 30-second scene that I absolutely loved. Should we get into it? Yeah, what else, well, what else do you want to talk about? Um, what else do I got here? Yeah, the dream sequence, which I did enjoy, but even that, like, apparently they shot like 20 minutes or something. No? No, it's a it's a fallacy. Well, okay. Ingrid Bergman okay. said it well, okay. in one interview. Wait, 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 wait. Before we get into this, say your piece. <laughs> no, no, but but it's it's but, a, but it's, there, there it's is not there a, is stills though that don't that uh, so they they, sh- they they took well, it's about the, what, fifty the, seconds. It's not in it. Okay, what's the, what's the rumor? Well, it's just that the dream sequence is longer, and they and Selzing made him. Cut Ingrid it all Bergman out. years later said that oh, it was going to be this twenty twenty five, which Hitchcock had talked about doing this elaborate. 20, 25 minute dream scene. sequence. Dream sequence. So it's on there. It's on Wikipedia. It's on all these things. Yeah. It's not real. It's never, never was never shot. So certain things, Dolly even came and he looked at them and was like, "This is stupid. We're not going to film this scene." So yeah. there was like stuff with pianos and dwarves because they couldn't get real pianos. Yeah. They didn't. They never filmed yeah. it. Oh. So it's like it was. It was fifty seconds longer or something okay. and then Selznick went in and cut it, it sounds like all that stuff would have made it better because you would have seen the actual actors doing some of the stuff a little bit more mm. and would have tied into the plot yeah because they even mentioned that like he sees her in the dream and you kind of you, I couldn't even tell that yeah. that was her yeah. like, it's like this yeah she's she's way in the back like it, it's probably mm. a double um it was one of those things that once Hitchcock left and went to Britain and they did post-production this dream sequence that Selznick didn't even really want to do originally, he became obsessed with and, and did oh, reshots on on the set to do. Like, and Hitchcock didn't even film it or something, right? They got the, the cinematographer from uh, or set designer from Gone with the Wind or something that pretty much filmed it. I think he filmed a, a lot of the, that sequence, yeah. So because yeah, I, I like the dream sequence. I mean, mm-hmm. it has some cool visuals, and I like how they kind of put it together. I guess, but yeah, I mean, again, I'm not saying I hated this film. I liked it, mm-hmm. um, but I definitely. What did had... you like about it? I like the visuals. I, I like the mystery. Like, I like the mystery of it. I don't like how necessarily it unfolds. I, I feel it's kind of repetitive. It's like, okay, you get... This is like when it first... It takes a while. I think it's like 20 minutes, half an hour before we even get the mystery even yeah. starts. Even that, I didn't mind that. Like, I kind of enjoyed like her like uh, playing uh, gymnastics with all these like, doctors. I, felt, I, I, I do agree with Kyle. I, I, I do feel like it's... Re- it starts to repeat itself like, in terms of so like, it takes a half an hour story. to get going, and, and when once they introduce that, it's like, oh, that's kind of a fascinating idea that this guy doesn't even know if he's this person. He thinks he mm. might have committed murder, but then it's like, then nothing happens for twenty minutes, and then it's like he gets, he has another little outburst, and remembers something, and then nothing happens, and then it's like twenty. It's like if you actually, it's like every twenty minutes you're getting this, the mystery unfold. I don't know. I just mm. think it's not very interesting the way. He makes it un- unfold. Um, again, I think the reason I liked it, I think Inger Birdman, I love her character in this. I like certain scenes. But yeah, I just, mm-hmm. a lot of the suspense didn't work for me, and I never like was really concerned about really anyone. I will say, and we can talk about in the spoilers, when the film ends, you're like, oh, fuck, there's still 20 minutes left. But then I like where they go with all yeah. that. I-, I liked that part. 
Um, so yeah, th- there's definitely things I like about it. I mean, it's still it's a Hitchcock film. It's still better than most of the shit out there. Yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know. Again, out of I think I've seen maybe 15 Hitchcock films now. Like like I said, this is uh, my number two least favorite. Out of all the Hitchcock, I think there's only two that I haven't loved. Maybe three if you count the birds, but I think the birds I need to revisit. And I'm going to probably love that. But this and Saboteur are those. And and to be honest, out of the, two, all the movies you've seen, mm-hmm. I would tend to agree that they should be at the back of the the row. Yeah. I I like. Well, we'll see about this one. I like Saboteur more than you do, but mm-hmm. um, this one, this one, I I think is is a lot of warts. There's a lot mm-hmm. of warts. You can see. I think Ingrid Bergman's good in this. I don't think she's great in this either. But I've seen her in a bunch of other movies, so yeah, I haven't. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about about Notorious on next episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess before we get into spoilers, is there anything you guys want to say or anything final who, thoughts? And then who, maybe Salvador Dali. He's just like a painter. Yeah, he's, a, he's he was a, like the Spanish like surreal surrealist. surrealist. So he's the guy who uh, was supposed to be in uh, Dune. Right? Was that that thing? Yeah, guy? I think he was going to get him for. That yeah. was uh, when uh, Jordorowski was yeah. going to get him. He does like all those like kind of dreamlike, which is, makes sense why you would yeah. get him to do a dream. But he's like the rock star. Yeah, artist. yeah, yeah. Like, he's famous. He, he did the, like a Spanish Warhol. Uh, Chien Andalou, which is yeah. a famous 1920s movie where they did the cut of the eyeball. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, he, he, he designed that with uh, Louis Brunel. Um, amazing movie. He did two mm-hmm. with him. Um, yeah, fair. He was like the rock star artist. Okay. What are you guys gonna give? How many uh, cocks for Spellbound? I eight. I I love oh, this movie. Wow. I want to watch it again. Like <laughs> I I love this movie. See, maybe it's because I've watched mm. a bunch of Hitchcock. So mm. maybe this is like the first Hitchcock you've seen in. It's been yeah since I think our years. last number. Yeah, that was years ago. So, um, six and a half for me. Ooh. Six and a half cocks for me. Yeah, I'm giving six and a half as well. Oh wow! So oh, wow. <laughs> like that, that is some. Uh, uh, I just, I just appreciate. <laughs> I think some of the set pieces, maybe. Yeah, I think, I think you. Yeah, again, I, I still, yeah, I still liked it. I mean, there's, there's stuff. I there's still about a it, but lot I to like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. but yeah, out of again, out of his films, that I, I just had watched uh, Saboteur, and it's like coming off those two. I'm like, do I like Hitchcock? But um, yeah, mm. we'll see if Notorious changes my opinion. But. Uh, I'm not uh, not on a good good run right now with cock, the Hitchcock. <laughs> um, and and spoilers. Okay, yeah, I guess uh, so. We're just going to go yeah. into quick spoilers here. We'll put the uh, time at the bottom if you don't want it spoiled for you. Yeah, uh, if you yeah. Don't, if you ahead. haven't seen this movie, like watch it. Like, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't if you don't, haven't seen this film, yeah, skip ahead to no. Uh, like I can see like when I first saw this, I think this is my third time but i haven't seen this in yeah 15 years do you have any idea where it was going or no no and yeah. i remember being kind of enraptured by like just all of the things he's throwing at you mm-hmm. and the part of me just wanted it to be more ludicrous even then and even yeah. now i'm like if he really just didn't give a fuck about yeah. these things like i love that door scene because he's just like this is what i fucking think of <laughs> like psychiatry yeah. you, yeah. Open, you know it's it's a joke. It's yeah. an in joke in the movie. It's not supposed to be serious. And even like uh, when they're going down like the dream sequence, it seems so like Batman ham fisted. Like twenty one. There's a club in New York called Twenty One. Yeah. And what about the uh, revolver? Yeah, it's I, a revolver at the club. I have trouble with the, yeah. them talking about the. I love. I loved how I liked how handy all that the ex- was. all the exposition yeah. in this one. That's probably where I, I it loses. I me. enjoyed that. But the one scene I'm talking about is when he remembers what he did to his brother. Like. 
Oh what yeah, that's great that scene seconds. Fucking amazing. That is yeah. worth the price. That's why I that is stuck with me. And the shot days. of him going Sliding the kid going down, down and then like yeah. on the fence, like what and, and the ma- the match yeah. on action of everything yeah. else that's going on of uh, of the skiing. That's the other th- reason why the skiing yeah. is amazing. Uh, oh, how it matches with that. Um, I, I do like how it all kind of does come full circle, though, where mm-hmm. you find out, you know, the the doctor from the beginning. It all kind of connects yeah, in yeah, the end. Which actually, I liked. Uh, I liked all that. I had no idea. I thought, like, at that point, uh, okay, we're in spoilers for sure. After he like has that great scene with him killing his brother, and uh, they like, all right, this is where the body would be. He fell off. I guess he saw him. He got really guilty, and like. Actually, there was a bullet in his body, and then like they slammed like the uh, they see her like with the uh, bars in front of her eyes. Like, is this the end of the movie? Like, what a great fucking yeah, ending! Yeah, that would have been ballsy. Just yeah. like, yeah, he did it, and like that was it. She, what a great. I don't know if it makes away. the movie any better, but yeah, it, it would have been something. Yeah, again, I don't think it would made it better, but like, what a great ending. But as it goes through, and there's that one scene where they figure out the doctor from the beginning kind of fucked him around, where he has a revolver, and she just. Yeah, I do like that she again outsmarts him. She just calls his bluff. Because at first you're like, what the fuck's this chick doing? Like, why is she telling him he's going to kill her? Yeah, she outsmarts him. And then like that scene with the revolver. Although it doesn't make sense. Because she's like, if you don't kill me, you can get away and say you're insane and and, and still survive. But if you kill me, then you're going to get, you know, whatever it is, murder charge. And you'll, but then he kills himself. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So why wouldn't he, he just killed her and killed himself? It's quicker. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's quicker. I, who, who yeah, knows? it doesn't make yeah. much sense. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Most of this movie, yeah, yeah, does it not make matter. much sense. I mean, again, watching a lot of the definitely the older Hitchcock films, he he doesn't. A lot of the plot is like you know he doesn't care, give a fuck about a lot of, it, and there's a lot of silly, silly moments. But yeah, mm. this one I don't know. It bothered me I, yeah, more I than others. Really I just like that gun in the hand when it just turns around onto the camera. I loved it. Yeah, it's a great I shot. Absolutely loved it. Mm. Cool. Anything else? I just want to mention. Uh, I did. I, I don't have much trivia. Just that mm-hmm. uh, it did have a budget of one point five million. I guess I could have said this at the beginning. And it made just over six million. So again, that's pretty good. That's like what four or five hundred. It was a huge success, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's still it is pretty well regarded. Again, like all his films are. Yeah. But like I think on Letterbox, this one's like at three point seven or something. Like it was pretty high. Yeah, so there's some people that really love. There it. are some people like, and Maddie does too. Yeah, yeah. I, I love this. Like, I I can see if you can just like forget about the ridiculous nature of so much of it like the way it unfolds like there's still a lot of great hitchcock setups mm-hmm. that are in there so if you, especially if you, it's like, like they're on a road trip <laughs> it's a fun road well, trip with the cycle but again, that's every hitchcock film <laughs> yeah. and i think he does it better yeah. in every other film and it's more exciting in every other film like i thought this well, film was yeah yeah but it's still it's segment. a little bit different i love when they go to rochester mm-hmm. what i never thought i'd say that and, <laughs> yeah. and meet the dog like i love yeah. i really do like all of that mm. that aspect of it it is a slighter aspect than if you're talking about the 39 steps or north because by northwest or saboteur yeah. yeah, and even even Saboteur, like Saboteur has some exciting stuff. Saboteur, my problem with it is just like, again, it almost felt like a, a copy of the other films, but everything was just done not as well as the, as the other films. And again, like as he goes further on, you see North by Northwest, like he kind of reuses a lot of his plots with, uh, you know, MacGuffin. And, you know, when if there's if I can see this film 10 different ways. So when I see something like Saboteur that's just like lesser than those other nine films and it really stands out for me, I don't know. That's, yeah. that's how I look at it. And mm-hmm. but same thing with this it's, one. It's almost know. like for me, it's, it, it, this is like a genre unto itself. It's like yeah. slashers. They're yeah. all the fucking same. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, but I like them a lot. And yeah. you're guaranteed a master director making them all. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. 
We're slashers. You don't get any. Well, I don't know. That's that skiing scene, though. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm never going to forgive him for oh, that that's scene. That's crazy. Wow, yeah. I, yeah I, that's I, I not a yeah, thing like that, that anybody <laughs> usually talks about. Oh, it's just, it was so bad. Yeah, it's just, it's almost like, you guys have never went skiing, have you? None of no. you. No. Hitchcock has never, <laughs> I've never seen like, it just felt like, I've, obviously anytime they're in those, the background, you know they're not the really map. driving the car. Yeah. Even Bond movies. But that one was like just so bad. Like they weren't even moving their arms. They're just like, hey. How's it going? <laughs> I'm just going to move my head. Like that, that's anymore. such a Hitchcock thing where it would have been like, I bet Gregory Peck was like, oh, I should be do- skiing. He'd be like, no, 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 you don't ski. Yeah. I want you to look like that. You'll yeah. be going down the hill. Yeah, I just kind of took me right out of the scene so so badly that I didn't even like, I, any suspense was gone. You checked out, just, eh? Yeah. Oof. That's, that's the teenager view <laughs> Maybe. Of, 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 of going back into the old movies. No, but again, I, I disagree with that because again, all those movies have those moments. That one is like especially bad. At least before I, when they drive a car, they at least try to turn the steering wheel. Watch here and there. a lot of them. <laughs> oh, I know they don't. <laughs> I know they don't turn it like at yeah. the right time. Or but, they don't. Or they don't. Yeah, like. Or they don't even look at the road ever. Or, yeah. Or, yeah. I don't know. Again, it, it's never like it's always stood out for me a little bit, and it's always like, yeah, it's kind of cheesy. But th- this one especially. None like, of those oh. things bother me uh, in the least anymore. Nah. Yeah. Because. There, we're not. You're clearly not looking at reality, mm-hmm. like, and and that's with any movie. You go back and you're thinking the area you grew up in. You watch the movies, like uh, that. You're like, wow, this looks real. Now go watch it like a movie not. from 1995, and you go, holy <laughs> fuck, this looks like 1995. Like yeah. there is no reality. We're gonna be looking at these fucking Marvel movies in ten years and be like, what the fuck? Well, we already are. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, yeah, I don't think. But, anybody... but like in terms of but like, that's what I mean when you when you watch those Marvel films and you watch something like Black Panther or something, people complain about like some of those ones have awful CGI. That stands out, and it's the same way as it stands out in this one. It's it's really the same way, right? So it's very similar. It's, it's of the It takes me the out of the time. film that as much. That took me out of the film as much as you know, really bad CGI does in a lot of modern films. So I guess it's just less for me because there's all the other things that are going on where the CGI yeah. usually forgets. If it was bad CGI, I don't think I would care as much if the thing in front of that CGI was in, yeah, engaging with, on a, on a cinematic CGI, level. It's usually like, oh, check this out. Whereas like this is they were doing stuffing in the background is. And again, like I've been kind of watching a lot of noirs, a lot of Hitchcock yeah. leading up to well, until Shocktober happened. And I, I don't know. None of I haven't had any issues with any of those. Noirs this, also just just tr- don't try to have many set pieces most of the time because they don't have the budget to, yeah. um, which maybe benefits them for a modern audience. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, um, is that it then? Or yeah, I think so. Okay, guys. Well, we'll be back for another Hitchcock. Uh, next episode, we'll be covering Notorious. If you agree with me and you love this movie, you can uh, let us know by uh, email at uh, moviecitymaniacs at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us at Twitter at moviecitymaniac. Or you can just go on our Facebook and uh, tell me how how right I am and how wrong these guys or are. Or go on the Instagram. Though. Yeah, I'm we gonna, got the Instagram. I'm going to do an Instagram takeover. You've heard of these things? Please We're do. Like, Please do. Is it, is it going to be like hostile? Like yeah, a hostile it's, it's a very hostile takeover. <laughs> I have to take Kyle's bank account at the yeah, same time. So. Exactly. Take Twitter. Any, yeah. Pretty much if any listeners want to take over any of our <laughs> I'm getting the social vinegar, media. Vinegar syndrome, Black Friday sales. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know if you'll appreciate Beastmaster quite the same way. <laughs> was, was that a Hitchcock movie too? Was Beastmaster Hitchcock? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, guys, thanks for listening. Stay scared, and we'll be back with more cock. Right up in your face.
Like her virtuosity, not virtuosity. Virginity, but he's not saying that. He's basically No, there's a word for it. Virtue. Virtue. Sorry, I thought you were talking. Virtuosity is like in movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Denzel Washington and Russell Crowe and he's like a criminal in the future. Oh, wow. Can't wait to see that one. 